on this episode of Why Watch That. Don't get me on the rectify, critic. You I'm... know the rabbit hole we go down. That's another one that y'all ain't watching. It's on Netflix. You can binge the whole thing. It's almost what Lawrence Fishburne told us in the Matrix trilogy 100 years. <laughs> Who's invested? Who's being honest? And things like that. And in the midst of this, a major event occurs that gives Adrian an out-of-body experience. Wander darkly. And this drunk man who's in his house is sitting in his chair. Can he fight? Yes. How does he fight? Does he even stand up? Okay. (laughs) Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? I I I we've got sneak and peeking. That's what we should call it. Sneak and peeking. Sneak and peek. Mm. I like that better. A sneak and peek. Mm. Because some of these we are peeking. You know, we're just like, okay, well, what's going on here? Um, and then some of these we're gonna really watch. But we have sneak peeks for you. These are films. Which means during this time, are we really going to go- Are we going outside now? Yeah. The world is on cray. Um, some of us need to get out of the house. I, I know I do so at some point, but am I going to get out of the house, go into an enclosed, dark theater and sit with strangers? Hmm. I don't know. This with a mask is, on. Some of us, with a mask on. How are you going to eat your popcorn? I don't know how this works. <laughs> the question is, you know, some of us need to, though. Some of us yeah. really are wired to get out there. And we at Why Watch That, we're saying, hey, this is available for you in this form or this form or in both forms. Do you venture out? Well, let's take this bit by bit. You got a chance. We got a chance. We got a chance to see a sneak peek of Farewell Amour. Ooh. And it is not a French movie. Ha ha. <laughs> But it's coming to us in the theaters on December 11th. Now, are you going to venture out and see it? Well, also, it's coming to us on Video On Demand. Now, Urban World Film Festival gave us a beautiful sneak peek of this. And we were able to watch it. And we have thoughts. Yeah. 
This is coming to us, written and directed by Ekwa Nsangi. And I do not know her work very well. She has strong work. It's, I mean, you know, she's done some things. But I'll tell you what, this particular film for her got a wonderful reception. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what's going on here? Well, the cast, I will guarantee you that you will know about one or two people, if that. Yes. um, From this cast, but beautiful, beautiful cast. Um, We have... I'm going to say I apologize ahead of time, just like I did with Parasite and anything else. I am not an expert in how to pronounce some of these names, so I apologize in advance. But we have the lead, Nteri Guma Mbahu Mwani, playing, and I'm sure I butchered that. I apologize, Nteri, um, playing Walter. We have uh, Zanab Ja playing his beautiful conflicted wife Esther mm. you, you talk about somebody who is a fish out of water wow you can't get any more out of water than this and then their lovely daughter Sylvia is played by uh, Jamie Lawson who I'm sure we'll get to know a little bit more after Please. this performance mm-hmm. and then Marcus Squibner we all know from Blackish as Junior Mm-hmm. So that is clear. He, we definitely know who he is. And the only other person that I think we would know is a certain woman who is a certain sister of a certain somebody. Mm. And uh, Joy Lee is gracing us. I, where has she been? Dear goodness. <laughs> and this is Spike Lee's uh, sister. But Joy Lee can stand on her own. I mean, she definitely... Oh, yeah does great work whenever she's on screen. It's just, unfortunately, we don't see her as as much. But she appears and does something in this movie that it needed, Mm -hmm. grounding it in the United States um, in that way. So anyway, all that to say, we are going to review this. You're going to give us the plot and thoughts. Is this something we're going to go out into the theater to see? Is this something we should rent on video on demand? Because we're used to streaming, Critic. Yeah. Do we want to fork out some cash? Hmm. I have my opinion. Let's see what yours is. Do you know that uh, Joey was in an episode of Rectify? Are you serious? I am very serious. Don't get me on the Rectify, Critic. You know the rabbit hole we go down. That's (laughs) another one that y'all ain't watching. It's on Netflix. You can binge the whole thing. Rectify is one of the best kept. I'm not saying it's the best drama. It's one of the best kept secrets Moving on to this movie review, but just a FYI. Now that Get it together! <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to put my heart back in my chest. You know I'm right, though. I, I concur. Stop playing these games. Don't play any games. And watch Rectify on Netflix, at least. Don't do no okay. games. Okay. Now, um, farewell, okay. amour. Farewell. Okay. So there's Walter and his wife. Okay. Well, there's Walter, really. But, well, yeah. <laughs> es- Esther. They have been apart for 17 years. Dear goodness, why? It's almost what Lawrence Fishburne told us in the Matrix trilogy 100 years. <laughs> 17. That's a 17 long time. Years. That's Walter a long time. has been living in the U.S., in New York City, alone. 
His wife oh, Esther. Uh, has he? Has he been? Well, you know. <laughs> get, get it straight. Oh. <laughs> I ain't. I ain't saying. I ain't snitching. Okay, don't snitch. His wife Esther and daughter Sylvia, young daughter when he left Angola to come hmm. to New York City. They were left there. They had to leave Angola, and you know why they had to leave. Yeah, if you don't know, check your history. So they got out of there, but they were still on the continent of Africa for 17 years. Now, why would Walter do this? Why would this have to happen? You know why. It's the immigrant story. You have to come over. You have to make money. You have to support your family. You got to do what you need to do to take care of those you love. Yeah. But when you are apart for 17 years, imagine what that's like. Oh, boy. And you are in New York City. Yeah. Where you can get anything and everything at any time. No. Okay. I'm not saying that. So now the whole thing is he's been trying to get his wife and kid to the United States the whole time. Yeah. But you know, not everybody gets the same privileges as others when it comes to immigration. But it took 17 years. Now, in that intervening time, what was Walter doing outside of working? (laughs) And who? (laughs) Well. And so when his wife and now teenage daughter are ready to come over, what is that reunion like? Oh, boy. Now, his wife, Sylvia, she is a Christian. All caps, not capital C. (laughs) All caps. And then you can continue. Christian. (laughs) Yes. And she has been holding on to that to get her through. Yeah. She's thrilled to see her husband and she will do what it takes to please her husband, okay? Yeah, yeah. Get that right. Sylvia seems withdrawn, shy. Does she even want to be here? Is yeah. the question. She What's has to start on? in a new school. She's going to high school, but she has a love. And I won't tell you what that is. Oh. But that love, mama ain't having it. Mm. What does Papa think about it when he finds out though? They do have a connection they find And you'll find out when in the movie between the two of them where he goes, this is my daughter. And she goes, this is my father. Mm. Because from the beginning, (laughs) no. It was rough. It was, who is this man? I mean, it makes sense. She, I mean, basically she doesn't know him at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, you have phone calls and all of that. That don't do enough. Now at this school, she meets a character played by Marcus Scribner. What's his role to play? Okay, can you trust him? You'll find out. And... Since I talked about the issues between Walter and Sylvia, Walter and Esther, they're trying. I'll give them that. But are they yeah. succeeding? <clears throat> Especially yeah. poor Sylvia. I mean, I mean, not Sylvia, Esther. Poor Esther is just she's trying to find any way to rekindle the flame that she had with her husband. They were in love 17 years ago. Yeah, very much so. And but she was know, different. Uh, 17 years is a long time, even if you're together. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to keep that flame going. Now, she finds a bit of help from one of Walter's neighbors, and that is played by Joy Lee. Now, this is Joy Lee. In fact, I thought it was Joy. I thought it was just Joy Lee when you when she opened her apartment door. <laughs> I was like, that's what her real apartment looked like. <laughs> Look, you come knocking on our doors here in New York City. You better get quick to why you were here. Because you didn't buzz me. You didn't call. I don't know who you are. I don't care if you're a neighbor. Who are you? 
So we like Joy Lee, like you said, uh, Ref, to set this up, really brings the New York here, which we need. Yeah, we do, we do. And and she helps Esther in her own particular way. So in the end, the question is, can these three come back together? And while we know they cannot be the family they would have been had circumstances been different, can they be a family that works in the end? Yeah. With hopes and dreams dashed or otherwise in the mix. Okay, Ref. So here's what I'll have to say about Farewell or More. This is one of the best movies of the year. It is. And why? It is definitely an indie movie. It is not a big budget thing, but it is true. The writing and directing from Equa, bravo, brava. The actors, the, the whole rhythm of them, you just believe it. I believe that uh, we have Walter and Esther, they were once married. It's been 17 years. I believe Sylvia coming in and going, why am I even here? Marcus Scribner. Yeah. He's not junior. No, he's not. He's a guy, just a guy who is just like a breath of fresh air. We talked about Joy Lee as well. I just think that this is the kind of movie where you will be drawn in for the relationships before you. Not for trickery, not for explosions or comedy or anything like that. You'll be interested in these people. You'll be wondering, how is this going to work? You will go with every character because what I didn't mention is each of the three main characters I talk about, we get their perspective of the same moment in time. So you start with Walter, you get to Esther's perspective, you get to Sylvia's as well. So we get to know them really well. And I think just the whole way that was put together was great. Is it a perfect movie? No, but I don't really care. I don't care because it was honest. And that's what I'm looking for now above all. Honesty in art and Farewell more does that. Well, this is what I have to say about it. I, I echo some of those things. I don't have to go through each of the performances. It was beautiful to see Marcus just shed the, you know, comedy that he has in Blackish and really explore. And it wasn't dramatic work. There wasn't right. real dramatic work. There was a moment where, you know, between him and, and the character Sylvia that they had to work some things out. But it, it really wasn't, you know, it was just fresh. Like you said, the other actors, it was beautiful not to know who they are and just to get immersed in this, in the world. Here's what I have to say about it. For me, it was more of what was not said mm. than what was said. Mm-hmm. If you added up all of the lines, I bet you if you t- took that script, it's probably, you know, maybe 50 pages because of all of the beautiful subtext of what was going on in this troubled yet hopeful family. And I echo that it was one of the best movies of this year. And I would be, obviously they're going for that by not going with a Netflix or by not going with, you know, an Amazon Prime or even a Hulu, which I can see it landing on eventually on Hulu. It's a very yeah. much a Hulu kind of experience, especially the new Hulu that we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. They said, no, bump that. We are going to release in the theaters. Thank you very much. And they're going to try and go for that, those nominations. Now, the question will be, Honestly, without being dreadful, I don't think a lot of people are going to go see it in the theater during this time. 
But boy, oh boy, I have to say to you listeners, it is worth paying the $3.99 or $4.99 on Apple or your carrier or, you know, Amazon Prime, maybe we'll have it. it it'll be maybe, I don't know. Um, it'll be worth paying that three or four dollars to not only support it, because we woke now. Remember, you said y'all said you were woke. Oh. Y'all said it. Mm. But it would also be good to support because it's a good film. It reminded me of the feeling. Get ready. Yeah. If you liked shoplifters. Oh. If you like, I'm not talking about Parasite. I'm talking about shoplifters. Get it right. Even if you like Farewell, the Farewell. Mm-hmm. If you liked those movies where you really dug into not only the interrelational um, experiences of people who don't look like you, don't talk like you, maybe came from a different place, but also not only that, but also just family dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about flames fizzling after 17 years. How do you fight for your family? And when you fight for your family, who are you fighting for? Who are these people? Mm. And getting to know that, I say this is definitely a an investment to all you listeners, non-BIPOC listeners. I'll say, I'm going to call that out. Any non-BIPOC listener, this is a wonderful investment into demystifying what it means to be in this country as an immigrant, mm-hmm. the sacrifices that you make, and who are these people? This is a good investment to search to search that out. And then I'll end with this: if you ain't interested in that storyline, it's just a good film. It's yeah. just a good story. It's just a, it, it 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 unravels. And you didn't give it away, but I'm gonna hint toward it. Yeah, there is Sylvia has a talent. And the question is, when you have talent and you're from somewhere else, what does that look like for you? How do you express yourself? How are you able to utilize that talent and get the respect that you think you deserve? All of that is in this movie. I say watch it. Again, this is going to be available to us. If you want to venture out into the theaters, you're going to have to really sift and search through. It'll probably be at your art house. But then the question is, is your art house going to be open? Yeah. But you certainly can watch it on video on demand coming to you December 11th. We took the time to review that because it is worth a watch. And if it's not coming at us award season, y'all ain't woke as woke as you said you were. It would be a criminality. Yes. But let's not stop there. Wander darkly. Now, I said wander, not wonder. Hmm. So what's what's going on there? Wander Darkly is coming to us from Tara Miel, who wrote it and directed it. She has a cast. Some of these folks we're familiar with. Some of these folks, we, I, we don't know. But you are certainly familiar with Sienna Miller. Mm-hmm. And Sienna Miller is one of those folks. Now, you saw this at AFI, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. She's one of those folks that just pop out of nowhere. Like, meaning... She, you don't know it's her until the credits roll or, you know, you realize halfway through the film, oh, that's Sienna Miller. She's a chameleon. Amy uh, Carell Rowe is, is in it. Uh, Diego Luna. Now, Diego is one of those folks who I have to honestly say to you, whenever I watch him, I go, who is that? I know that guy. <laughs> and, but I never know where I know him from. 
but he always does good, solid work. Mm-hmm. Along with some other people that you may or may not recognize from TV or, you know, just some smaller things. You had an opinion about this at AFI and you shared it. Now you're going to flush it out. And, you know, the question is with this that we're asking consistently, they are going for the awards too. It's releasing in theaters on December 11th, but it's also on demand. Are we going? Are we not? Are we staying? It's Sienna Miller. She always does good work. Does she do good work here? Mm-hmm. What is, what's going on here, critic? Yeah. Um, no, you're not going to the theater for this. Okay. No. Thank you. No, you're not. Um, are you going to do it on demand? Like you said, well, let's find out. Now, you know what, Raf? When it comes to Diego, I always think of Gael Garcia Bernal. Why? Because they first came to our attention in Itumama Tambien. Yes, Itumama. That's right. That is right. <clears throat> Directed and co-written by, by Alfonso Cuarón. Yes, yes. And we didn't know who he was fully, uh, but we got it. We, we, yeah, we, we yeah. understood. We, yeah, we certainly did. And then, you know, Diego, Diego was in Rogue One. Um, right. Narcos Mexico. He was the lead. Yes. Yes. And he's not coming back for the next season, but I'll be okay. Now, oh. Wanda Darkling. There's Adrian, played by Sienna, and Mateo, played by Diego. They're new parents of a baby girl, but don't call them married or you're going to hear from Adrian. But why is that? Why? Yeah. Now, during a date night, they argue about the state of their relationship. Who's faithful oh, yes. to whom? Who's invested? Yeah. Who's being honest? And things like that. And in the midst of this, a major event occurs that gives Adrian an out-of-body experience, Wanda Darkwood, during which she witnesses potential futures and with Mateo, rehashes the past. Oh, Lord. Together, they play seminal moments in their relationship. But did they always tell the truth? Were they always faithful to each other? Did they always support each other? Will so they she be can able to, see this. Will they be able to raise their daughter together? Will the pressures outside of their relationship, their romantic rivals, there's Adrian's mama. Oh, Lord. Professional goals, all of these pressures, will they doom them to failure? In the end, Adrian's going to need to come to grips with what really happened on that fateful night. What is her true physical, mental, and emotional state? And what about Mateo as well? Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. I guess. I guess. And now it is a film with a very interesting concept. In fact, it's too interesting for the execution. A lot of it is repetitive as Adrian and Mateo struggle to find the truth of their relationship via the past. One of the best moments is when they replay a memory and we see what actually happened, hear what they were really thinking in real time and watch them question each other's motives. Many more moments like that with them saying what they were really thinking in real time in the midst of replaying the past memory, a lot more like that would have helped this film take off. Despite that though, Miller and Luna, of course they're nice to watch. They always are. Yeah. So they, along with the concept, make this somewhat interesting. It's like this, it's a much less inventive and less compelling companion to eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, maybe. Really? Okay. Okay, all right, all right. Those are big words. Maybe. Maybe. Well, there you have it. It is definitely something that was quick and easy and right in and right out. 
You can make your decision based on that. Certainly go watch the trailer. I mean, why not? It won't hurt. Yeah. All right. (laughs) We are coming at you with another sneak peek, of course. And I tell you what, I do not know much about this series, but the critic does. And when I tell you I don't know much about it, anything could come out of my mouth. So I do apologize if (laughs) things come out of my mouth that aren't necessarily what this is supposed to be. Well, anyway, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Ip Man. Ip Man. Not IP Man. Ip Man. (laughs) Kung Fu Master. Which, quite frankly... You know, critic is a fan of this series enough to review them. Ah. So we will see what happens in this latest installment of Ip Man. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, as you know, I'm often am. This was on Netflix, um, meaning like you could see some of these past movies on Netflix. And really, it started a train, if I'm not mistaken, it started a train of popularity. It was already obviously popular in some respect, but people have been exposed to the Ip Man series. And now this last reiteration, I'll be curious to see, you know, what it's going to look like for them um, because you can go to the theaters. <laughs> what? Uh. You can go to the theaters to see this, which I don't know if it would have been as newsworthy had we started with the first one without the impact of Netflix. But you can also chill at home and watch it on demand on December 11th. Now this comes to us from Lee Ming Lee. He directed it. He wrote it along with Queen Shui Shi. I'm sure that's not right, but you will correct me. Mm-hmm. And it stars some pretty familiar faces if you are involved with this series. And yeah. I'm not, I don't want to butcher their names. Yes. So I'm going to let our Mandarin expert, the critic, (laughs) take us through this new iteration, this new phase of the Ip Man series. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I believe the the co-writer is Ching Shui Shi. So it's probably something like that. Um, And Ip Man, uh, his Western name is Dennis. So Dennis Toe is now playing Ip Man. Now, here's what's going on in the Ip Man series. Uh, Previous to this, Ip Man was played by Donnie Yen. Now, Donnie Yen was in Mulan. Remember the commander? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he'll be popping up uh, reportedly in uh, Justice League and Aquaman. So, Mm. Now, he has passed the torch of playing Ip Man to Dennis. And now Dennis has played Ip Man in other movies, but not in this series. So it's like really confusing when you get into it. But anyway, so what's happening is this is a reboot of sorts. We go back to the beginning of Ip Man's story. Now, Ip Man was the teacher of Bruce Lee in the Wing Chun style of Kung Fu. So we see that he has a wife, the wife is pregnant. Um, And while this is going on, he is a part of the police. Now the police is corrupt. There is a gang leader in the area that, you know, probably paying them off. But this gang leader has principles, okay? <laughs> but one thing that you better not do is allow the Japanese to sell opium in his neighborhood. Where in China, don't come over here. Okay. So there's this thing going on where the Japanese are trying to come in. Who are they paying off? Mm. And where does Ip Man stand in the middle? 
And how is that going to affect his family? Also, Ip Man's teacher has died, but in his teacher's place, someone pops up in his house drunk and he doesn't announce himself. And we come to find out his connection to Ip Man and the teacher. So in the end, the question is, can Ip Man find a way to protect his family, to protect his town, to make sure that integrity reigns and to make sure that the law stands because the police may not be what he wants them to be. And will he still be a cop by the end? Hmm. Now, this is all a vehicle for butt kicking. Of course. I'm like, get on with the, no, wait, with the <laughs> martial art. Yes. Is it karate? Yes. It's Kung Fu versus Kung karate. Fu. It is ah. versus karate because that's Japanese. So Japanese, Kung Fu, Chinese. Yeah. And then just like we see in the first uh, Ip Man series movie, uh, that's the same kind of story. It's a dynamic between Chinese and Japanese and being proud of China, not letting Japanese people come over and take over and denigrate your culture via martial arts. Mm. That's the thing here. So it's not the exact same story, but it's the same theme restarting this movie. And it's about six or seven fights in about an hour 20 something. So there you go. And most of them are long. Um, now, what I will say is when it comes to fights for me, I want the camera to be in the right place. I mm. want to be able to see everything, what the impact is. That happens sometimes, doesn't happen all the time in this movie. I still think, Rap, that the first Ip Man movie is probably the best. Um, you say that often. Yeah. yeah. This isn't an acting fest. This is about if you want to see butt kicking police. It is not about writing. It ain't about acting. Some of these changes and beats, I was like, where do we get this loving music? All of a sudden, he just kicked. But that's what happens here. And there are moments that are inventive. The first fight scene is in an outdoor space with all of these people against Ip Man. The second one is inside his home. They're going up the steps and down the steps and through the windows while his wife is in labor. I mean, this is the stuff you get. Oh, my God. And in the middle of it, this man, this drunk man who's in his house is sitting in his chair. Can he fight? Yes. How of does course. he fight? Does he even stand up? Okay, so these are the questions to ask. So if you like the Ip Man series, if you like all of it, continue watching this. Um, If you didn't like all of it, I don't think this would pull you back in. It is what it is. Yeah, you could check some of this stuff out on Netflix or, you know, fish around Apple or Amazon. I'm sure that you can get your hands on the previous and and you weigh it out. See if it kicks the other ones. (laughs) But, But it is available to us in the theater. Oi, 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 on December 11th. But you also can watch it at home. And uh, I don't know, if if you're a person that yell at the screen, do you really want to do that through a mask? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.